podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It's Mick and it's Christian, once again Christian. How's it going lad? Yeah, good. It's early morning in Sweden, but earlier for you. So <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> tired. 20 past yeah. 8 in the morning at, at time of recording. So, um, yeah, a bit tired. Uh, not not long woke up, about 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> dressing gown still on, hair still fucking all over the place. Cup of tea, though, so all, all sound. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't get a chance to do it last night, and obviously... <clears throat> the game is tonight against Leicester, so we thought we'd have to do it early doors just to make sure that we had a chat about it, because I know we mentioned on the last show that we were going to do it, and we didn't want to uh, annoy anyone by saying we'd do it and then didn't do it. So here we are, to, we're doing it. So um, yeah, nice one for, for listening. Uh, but yeah, I just thought we'd generally just talk about it. I know Klopp done his press conference, so just off the back of that, um, some good news, which I didn't expect, is Kinate is is back, which is, I didn't think he'd, I mean, I thought he might be back for it, but not like in the squad or whatever, and like available, but not available, if you know what I mean, like available for the, for the next game instead. But Kanata, he said he's that he's, he's back for this one. So that's, even that in itself is, is great news, isn't it? Because we know how, I mean, I know you didn't watch much of the World Cup, but he played very well for France, but we already know how good <clears throat> Ibu Kanata is, don't we? He's a, he's a fucking, he's a beast. Yeah, I think it's back. Yeah, I think it's good that he's back. Uh, and I think it's back. It's still early. <laughs> I think it's good that he's back and he's available. And, uh, you know, just to, yeah, get the, get going again in Liverpool. And like you said, he played well for the World Cup. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch it, but from you know, from what you you hear and what you read and all the little things that you see from the news and stuff, you can't come get away from it. So you you obviously pick up uh, what the Liverpool players do and uh, don't do. Uh, so yeah, he played well, and I think it's just brilliant because he's a he's a young lad, and you know we know that he's really good. And he got the future for him, and he will become really really great for Liverpool. So just to have him back, he, you know, whether he plays or not, it's just good for the squad and for us going into games now. So, yeah, good that he's back. And um, there's a few injuries, but not nothing bad, I guess. Yeah, I think what Klopp mentioned as well. Like, there's no more new injuries, which I think is always like a. <laughs> Especially the way we are, it's always like, ah, oh, fuck for that. Like, no more new ones. Um, so, at the moment, um, the only people we are missing are uh, Bobby Firmino, Curtis Jones, and J- James Milner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, just briefly on Curtis Jones, like, he was out, the eye injury, he was out with, like, the stress fraction, fraction in the leg. He then came back into training, played a couple, I think, didn't he? And then he's. it looks like he's out again. I don't know what this injury is this time. I'm just going to have a quick look on live score. It's calf, just, yeah. calf injury, yeah. So <laughs> Probably the same. Hell. Yeah, <laughs> fuck knows what's going yeah. on with him, but that's yeah. that's frustrating <clears throat> in itself. We know Firmino got, got injured, unfortunately, but if he's back for, for um, the Brentford game, ideal. And just on the Brentford game as well, like well, not on the Brentford game per se. Like he was speaking about Gakpo as well in the, in the press conference, and he got asked if um, he'll be 
ready for the Brentford game? And he said, no, it'll probably be the Wolves game on the 7th of Jan, which is the uh, FA Cup game at Anfield. So looking forward to to that one in the new year. And just on Gakpo as well, he said, like, he got asked about whether the Gakpo signing will affect Bobby's future. And he said, like, he wants Bobby to stay, which is, I think, if Klopp wants him to stay, I imagine Bobby wants to stay as well. He's been here long enough, unless he wants to, I don't know, go back to Brazil or he fancies a new challenge in a new league where he's going to maybe start more games. But I think from the stuff that Firmino said in the past, like that, he'd probably want to stay. And I think to have him around as an option going forward and to like to help Gakpo's development maybe is the, like we said on the Gakpo special show, like maybe help help Gakpo's like transition into being like a proper nine or false 10 or whatever, a false nine or whatever, false 10, fuck, I don't know what false nine I mean. Uh, and like the younger kids as well, like Harvey Elliott and all those other players, like he can, if he stays around longer, then he's going to help, help them be better as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it would be good if he stayed, but I understand if he would like to go somewhere else to play more and maybe try something new. But he's mentioned in the past that he enjoys playing for Liverpool and he's, you know, happy uh, being in Liverpool with his family and everything. So if Klopp wants him to stay and he's prepared to have the role that he kind of have now, he won't play every game, but he will be able to come in and do a good job and also be a little bit of a mentor for the younger players, like you mentioned. If he's happy with that, I'm happy because it's Bobby and, you know, he's a, he's a legend for us. He, he won everything. He scored loads of goals. Um, he's been a little magician for us as well in that little role that he had uh, and just became really great under Klopp when he came in. So, you know, we love Bobby and he wants to stay. Uh, you know, I think all Liverpool fans are happy and it's not, it's not that old yet. So it's not like he's, you know, someone that we think that we could offload and he could go back to Brazil or whatever. So I think, you know, if, if, if he wants to stay, I think that's good. But if, if he would like to maybe try his, you know, try a career in Spain or Italy or wherever, because I, I guess there will be teams there interested of him um, to come and play. Uh, you know, I, I would accept, obviously, that as well. Just, you know, thank him for his services and everything he's done. That That's where we are in this moment. So, you know, e- either way, I would just respect and respect him. But if he wants to stay, I'm just happy because I think it's always good to have experienced players like him uh, in the squad, like we have had Milner and Hendo now as well, you know, taking care of the younger ones. So, like you said, with uh, Gakpo as well, and coming in, and Firmino could, you know, teach him his role, or, you know, I, I guess there's loads of players around that could do that, but, you know, Firmino got the special skills, uh, and not many players in the world can do what he has been doing for Liverpool for a long time. So, yeah, if he wants to sign, just just sign, lad, and we're happy. <laughs> Yeah, sign the contract, Bobby Lad. We want you around forever. Just one of them players that yeah, I think it was like even when it was like Mane, Firmino, and Salah, like you knew a day was going to come when one of them was going to leave. Yeah, uh, I always kind of thought it was going to be Firmino first. The fact that it was Mane, I think that was like fucking hell. This is weird. And then if another one leaves, and then it's just like just Salah left, you like be like, this is. Yeah, too he, much, too much change. <laughs> yeah, and he can't leave in actually because it's he has to to you know his his song is too great, so we he can't leave because we need that, that well. song to be sang as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, fucking hell. Yeah, I think I think um, 
Van Dyke done an interview like a couple of weeks ago saying like it's the one of the best best songs ever, the Firmino song, and it is like it's fucking oh, it's so good. Yeah, just just to keep him to be able to you know sing that from you know at, at Anfield and the cop and all that, just just keep it just to be able to do it. That that would be ha- you know fine for me, and I would be happy. Yeah, I think even after he does leave, I think it'll still get sung. It's like it'll be like the um, the Lewis Garcia one, like just randomly sometimes pops up and you just, <laughs> yeah. you just sing along. I mean, obviously it's more when like. Garcia's back for like testimonials or or whatever or but um still still always funny when that one just pops up out of nowhere and it just sing along with it because it's class yeah uh but yeah just on just on Leicester then so um yeah James Madison looks like he's going to be out he missed I don't think he's played since he came back from the <clears throat> World Cup he didn't really he didn't even play at the World Cup so uh I don't know exactly what's going on with him. Uh, according to live score, it just says in the injury. Um, but other injuries they've, they have got as well. This is Ryan Bertrand's out, Ricardo Pereira, Dennis Pratt, James Justin, and Johnny Evans. So quite a few injuries there. And I think Vardy doesn't really. I mean, well, I mean, last game he didn't start. It was a uh, Pat and Dacher started, and uh, Vardy came on at half time. So. For me, like Leicester over the years, it's been Madison and Vardy. They're the key. They're the key danger men. So if Vardy's not starting and Madison's injured, I see it as a much easier game because they're the two. They're the two danger men, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I would say that Leicester is not as good as they were. And you know, we we kind of look at Leicester as the as the team that went on to win the Premier League, and you don't. And it's it's quite many years since they did that now, yeah. and you still think of them like, oh, you know, dangerous team with really young, good players. But all the players kind of left, and you know, other players got old, like Vard as well. Obviously, he's still good, but that's the thing they they're not as good as they were, and they hadn't have had the best start of the season like we. But you know, they 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 haven't done well, so I think it's a great time and moment to actually play them now, especially at home. Uh, they, I know they can be difficult away, but at home at Anfield, being back now after the, the break for the first home game against in Southampton, shit, it just made me realise that we last time we played, I was over. <laughs> and when we played at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. November, 12th of November, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think... <laughs> Played us at home at this moment is is good for us. So I'm really looking forward to the game because I think it's a good chance to get another three points, especially with their injuries and with their form and everything. With you know, with that said, um, never underestimate them because you know they got Brendan Rodgers. He's a good manager, uh, even though he didn't really succeed at you know at Liverpool uh, in the way we wanted. He's not. A, he's. I think he's a good manager and you know done well. But it's just that he got the injuries, the form. You know, some some player that's getting older and all that. So Leicester at the moment is a team there. You, you can't really tell where they are. They need like a recharge themselves, like maybe a few you know a couple of few new players and all that. But. Uh, they're not as good as they were, and you still look at him like, oh, Leicester are not really, you know, they're not bad, but I think they're not really good at the moment. So, uh, good opportunity to just go out there and actually grab the three points uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think the, the Newcastle game where they, they got absolutely blitzed in the first 32 minutes or whatever it was, three goals yeah. they conceded. Yeah. And just looking at the table, like, the, it's so tight down there. Like, the, Leicester are in 13th on 17 points. Everton, seventeenth uh, on fourteen points, so there's only and with wolves, <laughs> are, wolves are one point below them on thirteen, so four <clears> points <throat> between thirteenth and eighteenth. 
So if yeah. like Leicester need points, and like just reading a few quotes from Brendan Rodgers' press conference, he was saying like we're gonna we're gonna press, we're gonna do all the, the, the usual things. But I just think if they if they do do the usual things against us at Anfield with the players that they've got, the form that they're in, we should hopefully just pick them apart, and that's exactly what we obviously <clears> want to happen. But they're gonna. I mean, a point would be an amazing result for them because they need they need any points they can they can get. Because like I said, it's re- it's really tight down there. Even like Southampton, who are bottom, they're only on twelve. So yeah, if you go from so from the bottom of the league to what tenth, where Brentford are, there's only there's only eight points. It's it's it's, ve- it's very very congested down there. So yeah. I mean, people are gonna be they're gonna be fighting for and scrapping for for points as well, aren't they? And like you said, like I I think Pat and Dach is a, a a really good player. So, do you think because he's he is dangerous and he's he's quite quick? Do you think that plays into obviously Liverpool thinking about maybe, like I mentioned, Canate being available? Do you think that maybe might sway Klopp to put Canate in just for that potential speed on the counter? I know we've got Van Dyke anyway, but just so we're it's proper double battle shotgun when you've got Canate and Van Dyke as as your centre backs in terms of pace. Yeah, maybe in terms of his form from the World Cup. And, you know, obviously we know he got the pace. Um, why not? Because Matip is not the quickest. Uh, but, you know, I think, and I think Matip, you know, he's he's always good. But I, I thought there was a little bit of a, like we said, uh, when we did the uh, the review for Man City and Aston Villa, that uh, it was a little bit shaky <clears throat> defensively as well. Uh, just not only Matip. It was, you know, we gave them too, too many chances, I think. But I think with Kunati, we get more muscles, more, you know, physique into the defensive line, even if we already have Van Dijk. So why not actually to just have the pace and the muscles in there to just stop them if they're going on the counter as well? We have two uh, centre-backs to actually run with him and, you know, cover space. So uh, I wouldn't mind because I think that would be our best options going forward as well. Playing Van Dijk, obviously we know that he's one of the best in the world and he seems to be coming back with form as well from the World Cup. And, you know, Konate is that young prospect still for us that we know can play on the highest level. So why don't get them to go in properly now together? Because I, I, I love Martip as well. But if we're going to, you know... Keep on developing Konate. I think he just he should just play because he's 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 as good. You know he's as good for not being uh, being on the bench. I think he should just play every game. To be honest, uh, and it's good to have Martip and the likes of Joe Joe Gomez on the bench as well because we need the options anyway. Because we know there is injuries and you know we know there's more games and stuff. So yeah, why not just play him? I think uh, that would be great. Yeah, I mean it's nice. Like we said, it's nice to have options, isn't it? Like, just looking like Canate, eight is eight years younger than Joel Matip. I think that just in itself seems mad. Like Matip's Matip thirty one, Canate twenty three. Um, I mean, it's, it's scary how good Canate could be. Like he's only twenty three. Like when you actually look exactly. at it. Fucking terrifying! He could be absolutely amazing. But, but that's well. that's also why I think you know that he should start playing regularly now because well he's in that right age, but he will just become better, and and you will only become better by playing games as well and develop. So if you're at that age and you're that good, you can't keep him out for too long. Maybe this is the season where Marty will still play quite many games, but he could come to the end, you know, to the next season that. Konata will be the starting man with Van Dijk, and then Marty will be the backup because of age and. Uh, you know you can't keep Konate out of the out of the team anymore. Yeah, and like I said, if Matip's have Matip should back up. How good's that? Like even just for rotation or just to keep people 
fresh yeah. you know Joe Matip's I don't think he gets enough praise from like the like fan bases outside of our own in terms of yeah yeah like, he's when the people not not even really respected as much just because I think he's got like the no context Joel Matip account and like he's looks at, <laughs> he has like straps on the field and he looks a bit like the way he runs and whatever like oh, just I don't know just because he's a bit gangly and looks a bit funny the way he runs and stuff and passes the ball yeah but, like, in terms of effectiveness fucking hell he's he's, yeah, pretty, he's, pretty, he's pretty amazing yeah, and just look uh, into the fact that we got him for free. You know, it's a free transfer, yeah, and yeah. he's just been amazing, won everything for us, and you know, played big part in everything we have achieved. So, yeah, I think he's you know um, underrated a lot because you know he's been one of the best centre backs in the Premier League for years. Even though he had his injury problems, he's when he played, you know, there's the, he would go into a lot of teams playing. So, you know, he's uh, he's been brilliant for us. Yeah, I think most teams would love to have a John Matip in the side, to be fair. So, yeah, and then that just leads us on to lineup predictions then. I suppose we've done it a little bit there, but... Um, so, from the Villa Villa game, do you think there'll be many changes from that? Or would you th- do you think he's got what... Do you think he might have one eye on um, the Brentford game? Or are you thinking... That he might just go. So let's just the, the Villa game just quickly was Allison and Gold, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, uh, Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson, uh, Oxley, Chamberlain, Nunes, and Salah. Are you expecting any any changes from that? Um, well, if I can just you know like wish for it, I would say Konati for Mata just because I think Konati would be good, uh, like you said, against Daka and the way they would play probably on the counter attack. And then I don't think there would be any more changes, uh, but I. I could actually go with maybe Oxlade coming out for Cavalio or something like that. Uh, I don't know if, you know, he might start him again, but I think, you know, he's, even if I like Oxlade, uh, he's not, you know, good enough to play for us regularly anymore, which is sad. But I think, you know, maybe um, play Cavalio or I don't know if Elliot comes in. Um, but uh, I don't think there will be many changes because I think what he saw from the Aston Villa game was good, and it's always good to just continue with that because of the you got the feeling like they, you know, this team uh, did well. Uh, let's go again. But I think there could be Kunati and maybe Oxley coming out. But I'm not sure who's going to play though. But uh, if if that happens, then I'm you know I'm, I'm all up for it as well. Yeah, there's always the possibility as well. Like of um, was it apparently Henderson came off because. He, he wasn't he wasn't too well, but th- that might mean that Harvey Elliott started this one on yeah. the right hand side. And I mean at home against the like we said, the Leicester side that aren't in the best way without missing a lot of players, that it might be a good idea to play Elliott anyway to to, to make those run runs uh, overlapping Salah and stuff down the right hand side. So people saying maybe give Cater the chance in this one because from the left hand side you'll drive forward and uh, against the low block, it might be effective. I still think we should play Thiago, though. But yeah, I know we've been sorry, go on, Christian. Sorry, no, I'm just gonna say that, like, I you know, I like Keita as well. I think you know, he's a proper footballer, but I just to be you know, to be honest, I don't really trust him anymore to play because I'm, I'm always scared he's gonna pick up an injury and then we have to make a substitution. Well, I know this. All players can get injured. I know there's other injury-prone players in the team as well, like Thiago. But with Keita, it feels like even if he makes just a you know a quick run, it feels like oh he can pick up like a hamstring or whatever, and then we have to make a substitution just because of that. So I don't really trust him 
to start because of the risk of making a change quickly when you already have a game plan. So I'd rather just start with Thiago and Hendo if he's fit and Fabinho or Elliot for Hendo. But Keita, for me, even if he's a good footballer, I just feel like there is a risk that we need to make a change early. And it might not happen, but it's just my you know personal feeling. And I just I, I, my thought is that could interrupt the way we have a plan. Do you know what I mean? Like even if yeah. Klopp says like he's going to start and they uh, practice for it ahead of the game, you know, and and you know do the training with that kind of system or you know the starting eleven in mind, and then suddenly he goes off the, after 10, 15 minutes and you have to change it again. I know it's a big thing because obviously all the players will be prepared and they know the roles and everything. So, it's, but it's just me personally feel like it. Yeah, it could just mean that we need to make it an extra substitution for nothing really so i don't know it's it's a sad one with keita but uh it's just my opinion and i just hope that he doesn't start for that reason yeah i think people we don't know where his future is as well because he's been injured loads he's been out of the team for ages he's not he came back in the little mid-season friendlies and stuff but like, there's just been times where you're like, what are you, what's going on? Like, is there something going on back um, in the background with him? Like, he's like, ref- I don't know, not refusing to play, but he's just kind of like, I can't be asked. I'm, le- I'm, he knows in his mind that he's leaving soon. So, but from our point of view, it's like we've got to look at like both sides of it. Like, we don't want him to play. We'd rather I had I'd rather blood like a Bacetic and let, let let him see more minutes as well. Um, maybe change the system a little bit. But then you're thinking. If we play Keita a little bit and he, he plays well, then at least is, um, if he scores a couple of goals, say his price tag might go up a little bit. We may be able to get a little bit more money if we're going to get any money from him. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, <laughs> either way, either way, like we just need to see what happens. But hopefully, <clears throat> it's it sorts itself out. But I think like in terms of options, like it's just annoying because like we go from loads of midfield options. And then one by one, they start getting injured. And then you're like, you know what the midfield is. And then you get to the point where then all the little injured players come back again and you're back to full strength again. And we're back to that point, thankfully, where we've actually got a load of options now. And I've noticed Klopp doing that a lot more, like rotating the midfield, like on 60 minutes. So like in game, like against Villa, he took off, he took off Ox, Thiago and Henderson and brought on Keita, um, Bacetic and Harvey Elliott. So I think it's trying to get that, energy around Fabinho I think I think Fabinho has looked a lot better in the last two games than he was before like I, th- I thought like he was like a sinking ship a bit be- before the World Cup he just looked like he was lost he didn't know what he just didn't look like the same player anymore but seeing signs of that fire in the belly where he's putting his foot into challenges and stuff so if I think it, you maximize the the energy and the running around Fabinho I think you get the the best out of him so I think that's maybe a little small tactic that Klopp's trying to employ as well just to get the best out of him in terms of cutting the passing lanes and stuff which we know he's so good at uh but yeah i mean yeah i'm like you as well with ox i'd rather i'd probably rather see carvalho come in for this one i know he scored against man city and i don't think he had the best game against man city city he had some good moments the goal was great but i still think like as a left uh winger or left forward it's not I don't think it's the most natural for him. I think he is like a 10 player where he can drop into those gaps. I think against City, he struggled a little bit, whereas with his back to goal, then he had to try and turn a player and like use the, his pace and strength, which he's pretty, he's quick, but he's not quick enough to burst past someone in terms of strength. Like He's still a young kid, so that'll, that'll come as he gets a bit older. But 
I think maybe playing him on the left, just getting him used to that role a little bit more is good for him. Because I know Ox said after the Villa game, like he got asked how it was to play on the left and he said like it's um, it's something new for him. He needs to get used to it and stuff like that. But I'd rather give those minutes to Carvalho for him to get, like you said, with Canate, the, <clears throat> the best way to get him better is to keep playing him in games and stuff. So I think the only way you're, you're going to get Carvalho up to speed and doing well in that left-hand side role is just to keep throwing him in and, and letting him play games, isn't it? Yeah, and I think also when you already have, like, say, another strong 10 men uh, playing, there's no uh, danger in having, like, one youngster that's still learning his trade or position in the team because, you know, he's still obviously being professional, knows his roles and needs, knows what he needs to do. So I think, like, if we have that strong team that we talked about and Cavalli comes into the left and plays that position, there's no problem for us. It would be more of a problem if we had to play, like, three three youngsters in different positions because of injuries or whatever. Then you, you like, interrupt the stability of, of, a, of a team. But at this, uh, at, you know... Playing Cavalier in this kind of team against Leicester at home uh, to the left, uh, I think that would be a good thing because, like you said, um, minutes will develop them and you know make them feel comfortable and uh, get self confidence and all that. So why not? I think he was good against Man City as well. He was a little bit thrown, you know, around by uh, their players because he's not the biggest lad. But I think you know if he plays and continue to to do that and do well, you know, they, it, it would just come naturally for him so I think it would be good at home at Anfield to play Cavalli to the left instead of Oxlade uh, I would like to see him because I really do think he would be a good play for us so I'll just enjoy watching him Yeah I think it's one of those that people are like, it's, it's at that stage where when he comes in he does okay and then, but people are then saying maybe he needs a loan like I think similar to what Curtis Jones has been, been happening with him for like since it's what it feels like since he came into the side, just people just saying, Oh, he needs to go out and, and get a loan spell to get himself developed a little bit more. But I suppose if you stick around the squad and you get minutes, that's surely better because you're learning our system and stuff and you're getting used to the way we play. So I'd love to see Carvalho in there. But, um, yeah, Scott, what are you thinking? Score predictions then because Liverpool have won the last three league games, so we're on, we're on a mini mini role at the minute with the last three wins so um I, I imagine you, you you expect Liverpool to win to make that four in a row but what 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 are you going for score predictions wise um I just have a feeling of three one another three yeah. one um you know uh keep a clean sheet would be nice but uh you know I just got that feeling for three one and I think you know Darwin Nunes will score one or two <laughs> yeah. uh, just you know to to just make people shut up. Um, but uh, yeah, 3-1 is my goal, and I think we will win quite comfortably. Uh, that's the. I just got the feeling we're back at home at Anfield again uh, again after the game against Southampton, which is, feels like ages ago when we, we did well then. I, I know the, um, you know, we all been waiting for this and you know the players will be up for it because it's the first uh, time back off the break and you know everyone would just enjoy it and look forward to it. So I think it would be, a, I think it would just be a really, really good game for us. And I, if we looked at how we played against Aston Villa, especially in the first half, and like Klopp said, he was really happy with it. We started the game. I think if you can just produce that again uh, from the start against Leicester at home, I just think we would go on and actually win this quite comfortably, uh, to be honest. So 3-1 from, from my end. Yeah, I mean, I just can't ever see Liverpool <laughs> keeping clean sheets anymore. Like, I'm just looking now, the last time in the league we kept a clean sheet 
was West Ham on my birthday back on the 19th of October. Oh, so yeah. that's not ideal. Obviously, we kept we kept clean sheets against Napoli in the Champions League, and then against Derby when it went to pens in the Carabao Cup. But after that, like in between those games, we've always conceded. Um, oh, sorry, I tell a lie. Ajax as well, but we were away from home that day. Uh, we we won three 0 So we need to make that a little bit uh, <laughs> more frequent because obviously we don't want to keep conceding goals. It's all right if we can if we score the first one, it's sound because if we get a couple and then they can score, then that's sound. But I still feel like we do need some clean sheets just to make sure that. Yeah, we're just keeping the other team out because I'm thinking against Villa, like they had quite a few chances, didn't they? They could have scored a, a couple, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, with Allison being Allison being Allison, just being a fucking legend, and them not being very good at finishing, they could have been a different game. But I think we need to be tighter, and I think I do think we're tighter when Canarthi's in there. I just feel like he covers for Trent so well because he's so quick. He can he can stop any he can stop any left winger in the world. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, and I think it allows Trent to bomb forward and without a care in the world, he can just go and create chaos down the other end for Darwin Nunes. So, yeah, looking forward to to this one. I think I feel like we might do this. We might have a clean sheet today. I'm praying. So I'm, I'm going to go for three nil. To be fair, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pro- I mean, I, I think I think Hart says Hart says three nil. Head says three one. Just because yeah. just looking at like the history, like I said, there with the with the clean sheets and stuff, we just haven't been that good at it. But uh, yeah, th- I'm going for three 0 Going for three 0 for the Reds. Hopefully, Darwin Nunes gets a few more goals because you know he loves to, like you said, the Southampton game. He got he got two at home. I just feel like he'll. I just feel like he'll score shitloads at home this year and might struggle a little bit more away. And then there might be one game where he just fucking scores at trick away, and then he just goes on and scores loads more. But I just feel like he, he looks more comfortable at home. And the Southampton game, like you mentioned, the the last game at, at Anfield, that was his that was his best performance. I thought he scored two, and he just all round just looked very very dangerous, didn't he? So hopefully we see more of that tonight. Can't wait for it. Um, yeah, and a club said as well, you know, about Nunez that you know they've been, you know, they he was asked if they were talking to Nunez about you know being more like calm in front of goal and stuff, but he was more like very calm himself about it's not a problem. He creates his chances, he gets in the right positions, just like we've been talking about as well, and that you know he will continue to score and it will you know come naturally for him as well because he will develop. So Klopp is very calm. We can be calm because as long as he actually is there to create chances, it will just, you know, when, when he starts to score properly, I think it would just continue to do that because he said as well, you know, on the highest level of football, it's not like every, after every game, um, you know, that we should go out and, you know, uh, start to practice finishing and stuff. It's more actually talking about, you know, thinking and, you know, in situations and stuff like that. So, you know, people always, you know, I saw someone on, Twitter, we haven't mentioned that, so <laughs> I'm mentioning it now. We should yeah. do that at least once, uh, every show, like we said. Uh, but, you know, someone put out a poll, like, saying, you know, if he's finishing, we'll become better, if it would always be like this. And I just felt like he's only 23, and he's already scored loads in Benfica. We, we've seen him finishing great, you know, in Liverpool as well. Like, you know, it, it's not like he's finishing his shit. It's just that he hasn't hit the target. It's more of a self-confidence thing. Yeah. As soon as that clicks... You know, we can see that he's got proper striking, you know, skills in him. You know, and and even Klopp said that he sees 
similarities with a young Lewandowski that he, you know, that he bought to Dortmund that, you know, became one of the best in the world and, you know, scored hell loads of goals. So I don't say that he's Lewandowski, but I can I can understand what he means in terms of, you know, uh, the skills he already have, the talent he has to develop and, you know, how how he runs and make himself available for passes and, you know, into spaces and all that. So I'm, I'm just happy we got that with Nunez and I'm just looking forward to him to play every game because if we do and, you know, we can just keep on playing, he will score goals for us and I'm I just, I just love him. So everyone can just keep on loving him as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because, like, people, when they compare, like, a player who's playing now to someone who's, I don't know, at the end of the career or like finished like five or ten years ago. They've got they've got the full picture of that player. So they when they're talking about like you said, Lewandowski, they're not talking about Lewandowski when he started out, talking about Lewandowski when he was fucking scoring forty goals a season and they're comparing that player to that player and you're like, But we haven't seen the full picture of Darwin Nunes yet. We've only saw the very, very beginning of a new lad in a new country, not knowing the language, not being able to speak exactly. to Klopp because he can't speak English. He's going going through peplinders and yeah, there's fucking yeah, and, and he's playing this well so far. So how how good is he going to be when um when it, that all clicks and he and he can speak the language and he's and he's and his self confidence is much better in front of goal. So bring it on. Um, but yeah, Christian's gone for three one. I've gone for three nil. Um, but yeah. Can't wait for it. But um, before we go, I just want to give a sh- shout out to Jack Design. Uh, so get yourselves over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and enter the code COPITE10 and get yourself 10% off some of his stuff. He's going to put some new stuff on his website, uh, some new deals and sales and stuff. But if you if you still use the code COPITE10, you'll still get 10% off those sale items as well. So get yourself a bargain. But um, Christian, yeah, we'll leave it there. The la- I think, I think this, yeah, sorry. I just think we should mention, obviously, the sad news from yesterday about Pelé. Of um, course. Pa- passing. Uh, one of the greatest, maybe the greatest that, you know, ever played the game. Uh, you know, how people compare then and now. But, you know, in terms of being a sports personality, uh, you know, making, I guess, football the biggest sport in the world by being Pelé and, you know, winning all the World Cups and scoring loads of goals and just doing all the skills that people still do today and stuff. So, you know, it was the same when, obviously, Maradona passed and now Pelé is gone. You know, two of the greatest that we have ever seen uh, on this planet playing football is now gone, which is sad. But, you know, it's the, it's it's life. But um, we have to, obviously, remember him. And, you know, uh, I think people will always talk about Pelé in the in the years to come anyway, you know, about what a brilliant player he was. So I just want to mention that because obviously it's a, it's like, it's, it's an end of an era though, even though he hadn't played obviously for ages, but it's just that he's gone now, uh, which is sad. He's always been there. I remember my dad always talked about him and he liked Pelé more than Maradona. And, you know, people have always said about Pelé, a lot of things, you know, even legends in the game, you know, talked about Pelé and suddenly he's not with us anymore, which is some surreal in one way, even though, you yeah. don't have any personal connection to a some to a certain person. You still feel like you, you know, I, I wouldn't say n- knew him, but you had some connection to him in terms of football and you know the football feelings that you get from from these kind of personalities. And it was the same with Cruyff as well. So loads of the legends are gone, which is sad. So yeah, just uh, remember Pelé and you know rest in peace. Yeah, eighty-two. He was uh, after a long. Battle with cancer, yeah, just horrible. Like I think few, there was a few posts last week that saying like he's, um, they don't know how long he's going to last and stuff. So you kind of knew it was coming, but like you said, it's like an end of a 
an era like Ma- the the Maradona first Pele debates and stuff like just like because it's one of those names that you just like he's been around for so long that you you grow up just knowing that name like oh he's one of the best in the world and world and you just you da- you like your dad or your granddad like tells you that because they've they've had the chance to watch them and stuff so yeah rest in peace Pele what a player he was um, yeah. but yeah Christian it was it's going to be the last game of 2022 tonight and we're moving into a the new year so uh if you're going tonight or you're watching it enjoy it i hope you had a great 2022 we appreciate all the support uh for the for the podcast obviously we moved over we're doing video on youtube and on audio we've just moved to audio now but um the support that we've had just from even since we just moved over to audio only has been been amazing the feedback we've had we've had's been great um, the amount of listeners we've had has been amazing as well and um, we do really appreciate you listening and interacting with us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever whatever you follow us, um, we appreciate everyone so have a great rest of 2022, have a great new year and we'll see you all in 2023 um, with, a, with, a, with another show um, but yeah, nice one and yeah, we'll see you all very very soon Podcast Network.